Ooh, what's up, Internet? My name is David Webb. I'm Marielle Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. Yeah. That is right. <laughs> what's up it is the nightly morning show we're back it's monday it is it is monday november 30th mm -hmm. the 30th of the month the 30th the 30th <laughs> uh y'all that means that we have come to the end of a road that we've been on for a long time a road that has been difficult for my wife to deal with uh that road is november uh and this fuzzy caterpillar on my face um unfortunately because we hit our goals, because you are mad lads, and you 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 pushed us over the top. We raised five hundred dollars for November personally, and uh, we raised fifteen hundred dollars globally for um, uh, the team that I'm on. Yeah. Uh, with Mellow the Bard, Scary Daydream, Orange, and uh, uh, Doug the Riolu. Uh, we it's it's we we have an insane team. Orange Coon. If Orange Coon is in the chat, Orange Coon fifteen. Uh, we do. We have an insane team. Uh, we have some insane friends. Uh, I, I want to shout out Dagon from the Broken Pirates mm. for dedicating his birthday stream to raising money for our team. Yeah. Uh, it was really, really insane. Yeah. I want to shout out uh, Madlad Scanny. Madlad yeah. Scanny for the absolutely titanic donation at the end there to get us to 1500 mm -hmm. which was not even our goal. He was just like, you know what? You passed your goal of $1,000. Let's get you in at that like 150%. Yeah. And, you know, also everyone else, you know, we, uh, Orange, I know that you donated a bunch, uh, our families, um, yeah. mine and NRLs both pitched in. Uh, so I just want to, I just want to say thank you to everyone who donated to the Movember campaign. I, when, when Mello first asked me if I'd be a part of it, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try and raise 250 bucks. Um, and that'll feel great. You know, that'll feel really awesome if I can raise $250 for this charity that I really believe in. Yeah. And now knowing that I raised 500 and that we raised 1500 as a team, I just feel like it, this, it, it feels really good. Yeah. 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 You did good. Thank you. So that means... What does it mean? Well, we have two scheduled streams now with the mustache before One of them isn't away. scheduled yet, but no, soon no, to no. be scheduled. Yes. Yeah. We'll, we'll figure that out. So, um... Is it Wednesday? Yeah. It is Wednesday, Wednesday morning, hump day. I will be doing the, or no, sorry. Uh, Clarus will be joined on the couch by Ron Burgundy, famed news, San Diego news actor, um, not news actor, news reporter, anchor, anchor Ron Burgundy. <laughs> news actor. Will be doing the show on Wednesday. Uh, and at some point this week, I will be streaming as Ned Flanders. Yeah. I'm just going to get that. Uh, as soon as sweater. Amazon can send me a sweater. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta find a sweater that works. Mm -hmm. um, David thought he had one. Yeah, but because I did, because uh, I did San Diego. That's right, Orange Coon, San Diego. Um, <clears throat> I believe it uh, means a whale's vagina. Um, <laughs> Clarice still has not seen that movie. Does not know why I said that. We're watching it either tonight or tomorrow night. Oh, we could do either. That's nice. I like having options. Um, but yeah, so that'll be Wednesday and then I'll, I'll let you all know when the Ned Flanders stream is. It's going to be fun. It is going to be le fun. Yeah. How, uh, so, uh, it is interesting that Ron Burgundy is going to be here considering we are technically in quarantine. Yeah. I don't know. Just don't tell anybody. Yeah. Don't tell the Canadian government, um, that Ron Burgundy, uh, broke our quarantine. Yeah. Um, uh, the reason I'm in quarantine uh, and that my wife has joined me in quarantine is I uh, I just crossed uh, the border. I crossed into the States. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. Um, I'm a dual citizen, so I, I can. It's a very weird... Yeah. Like, everybody was like, wait, isn't the border closed? And I was like, well, yes. But, but not to David. Yeah. David is special. Well, I'm not special. Like, there's a lot of dual citizens. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of people who are like in Canada that can go to the States. They just couldn't come back because they're American citizens. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a dual citizen. And um, so is my uncle. My uncle crosses every day for work. Yeah. He lives on the Canadian side and he works on the American side. And he's literally going back and forth every single day to work. Those taxes must be insane. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> nuts. But it is a, it is a, it was fun. Uh, some of it. Unfortunately, as is New York, New York giveth and New York taketh away. Um... Sunday, uh, Saturday night into Sunday, 
I left my car parked in Midtown, nice part of town, you know, right next to the Broadway houses, and someone broke in. Someone smashed the window mm -hmm. and stole my garment bag, and that's it. All I took was a garment bag, because there was well, nothing else in the car. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you know, like, thankfully, you didn't, like, load up the truck the night before to start driving back on Sunday. That <laughs> might have been better. Because then they might have looked in and been like, "That's too complicated." Because <laughs> I think uh, if you're gonna if you're gonna smash no. a window if you're gonna smash a window and grab something, it has to be something you can grab really quick and get away. Like you don't have time to like hang out there and like steal, yeah, thousands of pounds of stuff. Not thousands of pounds. Yes. I I don't have that much stuff, you guys. Yeah, um, it wasn't that much stuff. Uh, Hero went in the chat is asking what was in the bag. All right, it's it's a very sad story because it was my blue tuxedo that I wore to my buddy Robbie's wedding. That I found for $99 at Century 21. And it fit me perfectly. And it was just one of those things where you find something way too on sale. Like, I think it was like a $750 tuxedo. But I found it for $99 at a Century 21. And it fit me. It looked tailored off the rack. I only wore it to my buddy Robbie's wedding. And I'm so sad about it. Second thing. A pea coat that my mother bought me. That I really loved. And it was very nice. And it has less emotional attachment because, like, it's just a peacoat. And honestly, peacoats are weird because I feel like when you sit on them, that you, 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 like, sit on the coat and then you can't, like, move because it's, like, the coat is restricting your motion. Yeah. So, like, that one I'm less sad about. Uh, and then a $20 Gap denim jacket. Mm -hmm. But I had put um, iron-on patches on it um, oh. from Comic-Cons. Oh, no. Uh and uh, so it was my NASA jacket, and it had, like, my, like, Halo patch from when they launched Halo 5 and stuff on it. So yeah. that's actually the thing I'm saddest about, because that, uh, that was the only thing that had, like, memory things on it. Yeah. That I can't get back. Yeah, that was, like, purely sentimental. Yeah, and it was a $20 jacket, and I'm like, oh, God, like, I really like that. I kind of wish he... First of all, I wish this person had not broken my window, because... I don't know if you've ever tried to get a window replaced on a Sunday. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. I, I, like, we were, we were worried that David would not be able to get home. Yeah. Um, until, like, I don't know, until the window was fixed. <laughs> no, it was an actually nice tux no, hero of nice. I've seen pictures. I wanted to see it. Yeah, it's like, I was a, actually it excited. was like dark midnight blue. It's, it's, it was cute. Yeah. Um, so uh, here's the story of how we found the window. We found the broken glass. So I called the cops. Mm -hmm. The cops told me about a glass shop on 38th Street. Yeah. That is open on Sundays. We drove the car, to, uh, but they didn't open until 11. So we had to sit beside my car because it had an open window. We drove to the 38th Street location. They couldn't do the repair until Monday. But the guy there was like, you know, there's these places up in the Bronx that are next to a junkyard. And they will... If they don't have the glass and they can't get it from warehouse, they'll just go into the junkyard and find the glass. So we drove up to these places. Once we got there, I went around talking to people and they were all like, no, 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 no. Everyone said no. And then this guy heard me talking about it, came across the street and was like, yo, you need a, you need a window? And I was like, yeah. So he pulled out his phone and he started scrolling through pictures and he showed me a store and he said, go to this place on 169th Street. Thankfully, also in the Bronx. So I got back in my car and I drove to this place on 169th Street. And the, 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 the guy was like, if you go here, if you, this is the only guy in town who can do this on a Sunday. If he can't do it, you're screwed. And I was like, all right. And so I got there and the guy goes, hey, Jeep Patriot. All right. What? Yeah. But like... <laughs> It was like a five-hour process of like, you got to go talk to this guy in this part of town. You know what I mean? Like, hey. That's how the cop talked. He was like, hey, you got to yeah. go. You got to go to 38th Street. You know, you got to. I hate that. Oh, my God. Wow. So that was my weekend. That's why I look like this. Well, and the thing was, like, I was like, I was like, babe, honestly, just like come home and. We'll get someone to do it on site here, like, if, if we have to. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, yeah, no, found a guy. Uh, it's going to take 45 minutes. Yeah, it and took him like, 40 minutes. It was wild. <gasps> I was like, what? Yeah, we got so lucky. Like, 
Yeah. Silver linings, you know. Also, because we because we were in the middle of the we were in the Bronx for forty minutes, and I needed to use the bathroom so bad, so we were just like looking for a place that had open public bathroom, which is really tough. Um, we found this little Mexican restaurant, uh, and they were the only place nearby that had a Mexican restaurant. Um, and I will say that it was one of the best enchiladas I've ever had in my life, and it was this like like very much like no sign hole in the wall place. That I will never find again. Yeah, yeah. It will but, disappear after today. God, like, damn, were those some good enchiladas. Holy crap. This entire story has been a Joey Tribbiani impression. Thank <laughs> you, Joe. Uh, Robinson Hatton wants to know if I'm going to shave on stream. Is that something people want? I don't know. I don't think so. Hashtag The Bachelorette. Did someone shave on The Bachelorette? I don't know. I don't know. What did you do all weekend? I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know about your weekend at all. Well, yeah, because here's the thing. So David doesn't have a working phone in the States. Yeah. So we talked, like, three times when he had, like, Wi-Fi or whatever. Um, yeah, I... What did I do? I cleaned up. I streamed. And I did some yoga. I worked out. <laughs> Dagon says you shocked. hung out with the fellas. The fellas. Who are the fellas? I th Discord? Oh. Or I, I played Dead by Daylight for oh. the first time. How was that? Yeah, that was super fun. Friday, <clears throat> um, Friday was weird. After you left, I streamed and I was feeling like really ill. And I did a bonus stream and then I like cut it short. I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm just like not feeling well. And I was like sad because I was like, I want to play Dead by Daylight later with Fanta. And so I like laid down <laughs> for like an hour and just like closed my eyes. Um, and it, um, it helped and I, yeah, I played Dead by Daylight and it was actually fun. I'm thinking of, um, playing it on stream Ooh. actually, uh, cause like I was on push to talk, so I screamed a lot more often than the people who were playing with me know. Um, cause I, I don't like people like chasing me. Like it's not like a scary game. She doesn't. But you do get like scared, you know? Yeah, I did. I missed you a lot. I know you did. I did. I missed you. That's true. It's it's weird, right? Because our relationship has happened the way that it has happened, mm -hmm. we have no concept of not being together. Yeah, that was the longest we had spent apart ever. It, since we started dating. Yeah. We've literally, like, we've, what, since we started dating, we've spent, what, three, well, now four nights not in the same bed? Yeah. Like, oh my god, yeah. Yeah, wild. <sighs> <laughs> Marriage is what brings us to Gabao. Today. I mean, yeah, my <clears throat> weekend was definitely not as exciting as yours was. Yeah, but also, like, yours was probably less stress and anxiety inducing. Absolutely. Until I called you and was like, hey, babe, they broke our window. Yeah, I, like, my phone starts ringing at 8 in the morning. I was like, hello. I'm sorry. No, no, it's totally fine. I was just like, oh, no. All right. <clears throat> All right. Should we do the news? Yes, we have news for y'all. Do we? Yes. All right, what's the news? The news is that, um, damn it, I wanted to try to make something up on the spot, and I, f I feel like I failed. <laughs> the news, the news, um, here, I got the news for you, I got the news for you. Um, Alan Rickman's ghost is actually back. He's like, hey guys, like, I'm not done. And um, so there's, there's, there was an interview with him and he talked about that he actually really wanted to play young Dumbledore. Um, and so he can't. So he's actually going to be in the Fantastic Beasts franchise as, um, as um, Grindelwald. Or not Grindelwald. Yes, Grindelwald. <laughs> and that's the news. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Ramirez. I appreciate that. I had fun with Dead by Daylight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's real news. It's definitely not. You think fake that the ghost of Alan Rickman wanted to replace Jude Law? You think the ghost of Alan Rickman saw Jude Law's Dumbledore and was like, "I could do better than that"? <laughs> Absolutely. Lies. <laughs> that was that was our segment where Clarus makes up the news. You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. <gasps> Now it's time for the actual news. Y'all, the culture minister of the UK, a government position, yes, uh, is uh, concerned about The Crown. For those of you who don't know, The Crown is a Netflix the drama show. currently. Not the uh, actual crown. 
that, that just released their fourth season. And The Crown is about, essentially about the life of Queen Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and is, a, but is more about the royal family as a whole. I had actually never seen an episode of the show. No, until no. Actually, that's a lie. I think I watched the first episode because Matt Smith is in it. Yes. Yeah. Um, he's in the first two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the first two episodes on Saturday night with Kate, oh. which was fun and interesting. And I'm glad I watched it now since this is the story. Since this is news. Um, the culture minister is concerned that the crown is portraying real life events uh, that happened to people who are currently alive. But they are not necessarily 100% accurate, and they are being treated as if they are. The crown is... Uh, there, there, are, there is a concern. I'm not sure that it's 100% valid, um, but there is a concern that there are people who are treating the crown as if it is a historical document that you can learn about the royal family from. Right. <clears throat> and there are people involved with all of these situations who are saying that that is not necessarily true. Right. There are people who are very concerned about the way that Charles and Camilla are being treated in the most recent season, and there there have been little things throughout the show that is um, that have always been kind of weird. But uh, this particular season, because it deals with Princess Diana and because of everything that goes around with the Princess Diana story, yeah, there is concern that they are not maybe the most historically accurate, and so the culture minister is going to be asking Netflix to put a disclaimer on the front of every episode Mm -hmm. that says that it is a work of fiction and that it is not accurate to what actually happened. Yeah. And honestly, like, uh, uh, I I get that. And I don't think that that's, like, a huge ask for Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, here's the thing. Um, Those shows and stuff are always exaggerated. They're always dramatized because it's Mm -hmm. more interesting that way. That's just how it works. Um, and, you know, I think that we, if there are people out there who who are taking this as fact, I don't think that's fair to, like you said, there are people that are alive. And mm-hmm. if they get treated differently or talked about differently because of this fictional show about their lives, I, I think that's unfair. And I don't think that that's an unreasonable request, you know, just to, like, yeah. let the public know, like... This is not real. Like, yeah, I think it becomes tough. Like, the because even watching just the first two uh, episodes of The Crown, mm-hmm. it becomes tough when you're portraying private, intimate conversations. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot about the first two episodes that I watched that are a hundred percent true. You know what I mean? Like, it is very true that after um, King George died, the uh, princess at the time, Princess Elizabeth, landed and someone had to bring her a black outfit because she could not see be seen stepping off the plane. But they were in Africa. They didn't have a black outfit with them. And so, like, someone... She had to change immediately upon landing and step down the steps. There, there are true things in the show that yeah. are facts. Totally. But when you start to talk... When you start to portray intimate conversations between characters mm-hmm. and you insinuate how they behave towards each other behind closed doors... You, you you can never really be telling the truth. Yeah. Even if you even if because the people involved there. say yeah you nailed it, you 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 can't. Yeah. You really can't. Yeah. And I think that especially because there is so much conspiracy theory already around the Princess Diana storyline. Yeah. I think that it does behoove Netflix to be very careful about portraying it as truth. Yeah. Um. For sure. And based on real events, is the most is the biggest lie that Hollywood has ever come up with. Because oftentimes, in order to say that you're based on real events, I think that the marker is like, it has to be like 10% true. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, So we kept the person's <clears throat> name the same, and everything else is different. Yeah, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, 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 all, it's all really... It's all just really the behind-closed-doors stuff. Um, yeah. There was one conversation apparently on the show uh that had a character insinuating that diana wouldn't shouldn't be allowed to go to new york on her own um that the the crown the actual like uh, royal family has been like that conversation is completely fabricated no one ever said this about her and the problem the problem with the crown in particular when it comes to diana is that if you portray it a certain way it feeds into the conspiracy theory of queen elizabeth had her murdered which 
I mean, people believe. People genuinely believe that Queen Elizabeth had Diana murdered. Mm -hmm. And I just, I don't know. I don't know that we want to perpetuate that. Yeah, um, and... It's, yeah, it's tough in a time, like, in... It's tough right now. Mm -hmm. um, Because... People are scared. They're cooped up. Mm-hmm. You start like going down the rabbit hole, and honestly, that kind of thing can potentially be dangerous. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I think that this is like the least that Netflix can do to try and um, mitigate that as much as possible. A hundred percent. I don't think it would affect. I I don't think it would affect the show at all. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, like if I were to watch the show, um, thank you for the bit still pickle. Um, if I were to watch the show, you know, I would go into it knowing that it was, like, fictional. Like, I don't watch, like, I don't watch, like, uh, like, what what was it, The Last Kingdom or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it's like Vikings and, like, there's, like, some historical, like, names and stuff that are accurate. But I'm not like, this is actually what happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um... Because The Crown deals with much more recent events, it does feel like it could be more real and more accurate, even though it probably has as much, like, cold, hard truth to it as something I, I Well, and see, like this, is, this is where it gets tough, though, right? Because the first seasons of The Crown mm-hmm. are a lot more historically accurate because they're eras that have been covered more by historians so there's just a lot like we know what happened at the end of king george's life yeah those facts like the facts that are facts like you know that that's stuff that we know but it's like you said it's the in-between parts it's the personal parts it's Mm -hmm. the it's the people themselves like those actors are not those people the writers are Mm -hmm. not those people you know they are doing a dramatic representation you know and And some people need to hear that the royal family is historically very not going to tell you what actually happened. So it's not even like anyone has had the kind of access that would let us know what is true or not. Yeah. Um, Dark Dispatch brings up QAnon has fed a lot of conspiracy theories worldwide. Yeah. Um, that's true. Uh, there's a lot of conspiracy theorists going around. QAnon is obviously one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pizzagate, um, the Wayfair scandal uh, that was not a scandal. <laughs> like, the... <laughs> Yeah, um, the, but uh, yeah. If, if you want to know more about conspiracy theories, uh, Ar- Dax Shepard uh, has a podcast called Armchair Expert, and they just released uh, a new show on their podcast uh, called Armchaired and Dangerous, which is going to be a monthly deep dive into a conspiracy theory mm-hmm. with, um, I wish I had his name off the top of my head because I just listened to the first episode of it, but they're going to be breaking down conspiracy theories uh, one, one a month on that show with... Uh, one of the top uh, researchers of conspiracy theories from New Zealand. So not only do you get Dak Shepard being funny, but you get that charming Kiwi accent. <laughs> uh, and he, I'll take it. It's really, really, like, honestly, the first episode was on David Leake, or David Like, mm-hmm. uh, who's a conspiracy theorist who uh, believes that uh, 12,000 years ago, a lizard people came down uh, and mated with humans, and that the ruling elite of humanity are lizard people. And that he is the second coming of God, and he's trying to get us to behave peacefully with the lizards. Wait, are you talking about the Illuminati? No, no, no. This is that's a different conspiracy. Oh, the whole Mark Zuckerberg thing being a lizard. This is a different theory. This is a different theory that also thinks that Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard person. But th- there's two different lizard person conspiracies. There's the lizard person conspiracy from like David Like, uh, where they are aliens. Ah. Um, and particularly in his conspiracy, the moon is their ship. Um, and it gets powered by the rings of Saturn, um, and they feed off of our anger and, uh, frustration. Uh, and then there's the, there's the other lizard theory where the lizards are the dinosaurs who moved underground after the meteor and they lived in a society underground until recently when they came back up. And so they've been alive for a long time, uh, and they are now trying to take over the earth. Um, yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wild. <laughs> so there's two different lizard person theories that are both based in, um, BS. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, 100%. There are no lizard people. I just, I want to make it very clear. Maybe I'm a lizard, that's why I'm on this There are no, sh- t- there are no 
12 foot tall shape-shifting lizard people pretending to be humans in order to make us frustrated so that they can feed off of it. Mm -hmm. Um, There is also, I also want to be very clear, just just while we're on the topic, nobody is kidnapping babies for their hormones. To inject their hormones. It's, that's no, not that's happening. that's not a thing. <laughs> want to yeah. be very clear. Yeah. We just want to... Full disclaimer, right out there. <laughs> Drifting Normal says, wasn't that an episode of Doctor Who? Probably. Yeah, yeah. There There's were... like 70 years of Doctor Who. Who Everything's an episode of Doctor Who. This show is technically an episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> wow, I am not being paid enough for this. It's the BBC. They don't get paid. What? That's a government TV show. Okay, okay. I am sure that Peter Capaldi didn't do Doctor Who for free. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. You think so, Stephen Moffat did Doctor Who for free? I don't think so. I mean, he might have. He was like, I just want to write the craziest stuff that I can and see if this is going to work. I just want to make British and uh, teenage girls uh, in America cry. Yeah. Uh. Um, there was a, a comment um, by... Kill Burritos, who said, um, it's dangerous when the, the historical TV show or book starts more grounded in reality and moves away from that over time because people get comfortable with, oh, this is closer to historically accurate. Um, and that's then as a the really, seasons go on. That's a really, really good point, Kill Burrito. Yeah. That's actually, that's actually like, that, that is the conversation to be having, right? Like, yeah. did the crown you know in a in a bad way mm-hmm. earn the ability to twist fiction to twist the way we look at to twist the way we look at reality yeah and that's really interesting that actually in the david like episode of the armchair dangerous podcast yeah they were talking about this guy he gives these like eight hour lectures um Ew. and they and they sell out they're um they sell they sell out big time right wow and hours like one through three pretty normal okay yeah yeah it's not until you get, it's, it's not until he's lulled you into a sense of like, oh yeah, this kind of makes sense, that it starts to get a little weirder and a little weirder yeah. and a little weirder. And then by hour eight, you're like, oh yeah, Mark Zuckerberg is a lizard person. That's, mm-hmm. yeah, he does go back to his spaceship, the moon every night to like recharge through Saturn's. <laughs> like, it's it's kind of almost like a brainwashing technique. Yeah. Oh uh, no. Yeah, for sure. Beca- because, you know, you start, yeah, you start small and you start normal and yeah, Kale, I think that that is an excellent point that, yeah. um, you know, that that they probably started off more grounded in reality and have moved further away from mm-hmm. that. And, you know, we need to we need to be aware of that. We need to accept that. And we also need to tell people that because there are some people who, you know, they don't they don't take those things into consideration. Yeah. You know, when they're watching the show, they're not thinking about that. And then it's like, it's like when you're a kid and you, you think something is true for so long. Yeah. You know, um, and you're convinced that that's what it, that's what's true or that, or something happened a certain way. And then you find out later in your life that that's not actually what happened. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's kind of like a a similar scenario where it, it ends up being a thing you have to like unlearn actively to, to, to take those like facts and change them into, okay, this is, this is definitely an interpretation and not... For sure. Not truth. <laughs> for, for sure. It's, it, it begs the question though, like, how do you handle it? You know what I mean? Like, what is the right way to... I mean, putting a disclaimer, I think, is a great... <gasps> oh my gosh! For the audio listeners, we are currently being raided with a party of 30. I abuse my fishy. What is up, everybody? Welcome to <gasps> the Nightly Morning Show. We're, we're, in, we're in the nerd news. Yep, we are doing we are in the, the nerd news. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome on in. Um, should we move on to our next topic so that they get a fresh topic? Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's give them the news. Um, so, for those of you who don't know, uh, we do a nerd news show. Sorry for the audio mm. listeners that you have to... You know what this is. You know what this hey, is. Hey, they we turned um, off the sound alerts now. They're not going to get bombarded, so we're good. Um, we're uh, we do a nerd news show Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern, here mm-hmm. on Twitch.tv slash Nerdy Nightly. We mm-hmm. both also stream games and whatnot, and our streams, uh, the, our Nerdy Nightly morning show goes on YouTube and our podcast feed. Yes, yes, it does. So right now, what you're watching is being recorded for YouTube and mm-hmm. for our podcast as well. Um, in interesting legal news. 
the Ooh. famed magician Yuri Geller oh, has yes. finally, finally <laughs> dropped his lawsuit. Um, <laughs> I, I think I get that about three times a week, Limelight. They're saying that I look like Anya Taylor-Joy, which, thank you, I will happily accept that compliment. She does. Um, uh, Yuri Geller, the famed magician, has finally dropped his lawsuit with Nintendo. Yes. Allowing them to finally print Kadabra cards. For yeah. those of you who don't know, in the original Japanese translations of Abracadabra and Alakazam's names, mm -hmm. they are named after famous musicians. Um, and magicians. Magicians, sorry. <laughs> uh, and so the Kadabra Japanese name is Yun Geller, mm -hmm. named after famed magician Yuri Geller. Yuri Geller. <laughs> and he bends spoons because that's Yuri Geller's thing. He bends yeah. spoons. And yeah. so in the year 2000, the year of our Lord 2000, <laughs> when Pokemon cards were first coming out, Yuri Geller sued Nintendo saying like, yeah. hey, you can't just like turn me into this evil looking thing and not pay me for it like <laughs> and so so for 20 years there has not been a new Kadabra Pokemon card in the game if you want to play Alakazam you evolve directly from Abra which yeah. is not right if you want to get an Alakazam what you need to do is find someone who also has a copy of the game a Game Boy and a Nintendo Link cable. At that point, you plug your Link cables into each other and you mm. trade the Abra, or sorry, you trade the Kadabra to your friend. It will uh, evolve into Alakazam. Now, you have to be careful at this point because your friend can unplug the Link cable and keep your Alakazam. If they're if they're a little douchebag, Brendan. <laughs> That's right, Brendan Heal. Getting called. Brendan Heal from out. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. You just think that you can evolve my Pokemon and that you can keep them? Is that what you think's gonna happen? <laughs> what? And you thought that once I had an audience, I wasn't gonna tell them Brendan Heal? Called out. I'm kidding. Brendan was my childhood best friend. I know. I know he um, was. It's, and he would never have done that to me. Um, yeah, Brendan. David has been slighted. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan and I, um, we almost got suspended in elementary school because we refused to call each other by our names. And so he was Squirtle and I was Charmander. Mm -hmm. And we literally, I'm, I'm saying for like two years, we would not call each other by our names. And we were both kind of disruptive in class. Yeah. And we, it literally got to the point where the principal, we were like pulled into the hallway and the principal and our teacher and the two of us, and they were like, if you two don't stop this Charmander Squirtle Bull, we are going to suspend you. <laughs> oh we, my God. We cannot just be yelling at each other. Um, Fishy, thank you for, for stopping by and for bringing your community over. I, I hope you had a lovely stream. Um, yeah, go do, go do what you gotta do. Thank go do what you gotta me. do. Um, and so, but back on topic. Yes. Um, the, uh, Kadabra's back. Kadabra is back, guys. It's... What, what do you think about, what do you think about that? What do you think about, like, suing a company because they paid an homage to you? Um, uh, here's the thing. Like, I, uh, <clears throat> oh, I would want to be, yeah, it's raining. I'm like, oh, God. No, we can't go outside anyway. It's fine. We're in quarantine, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. I mean, here's the thing. I completely understand what he did. I would, like, I, I'd be like, guys, you can't, like, take my thing and make money off of it mm. and not include me in that. You know what I mean? Like, I think, I think that if Nintendo had been like, hey, you know, we want to, like, if they had talked to him and be like, we want to, like use your likeness and this is our idea mm -hmm. and you know like we'll either give you like a upfront payment or whatever it is like i think i think that you know artists deserve to be recognized or to be paid for their likeness mm -hmm. um and you know it's th that's something that's a really hot topic of conversation actually because technically like you when you become a twitch affiliate you sign over your brand to twitch um and they can use it basically however they want, Wait, you know. what? Yeah, um, yeah, that's, that's in the contract that, you know, if Twitch wants to do, like, an ad, they can, like, like, your content is now also theirs. Your Twitch content. Yeah, But Twitch not your content. brand, your Twitch content. Well, your Twitch brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. they can't, like, use your logo. Yeah, and I honestly, like, I don't agree with that kind of thing. I think... I do. Mm. Yeah, no, that's, 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 the, that, but that's the same as if you put it, like, if you create a television show for CBS, they can advertise 
CBS using your television show at Sweet Yeah. Like, that's the, that's the, but that's then CBS is paying you. Like, Twitch doesn't pay us a base salary. You know what I mean? Like, Twitch, Twitch does not pay anything to be able to use your likeness. They just, out, like, mm. you, you use their platform. That's fair. To make them money. That's complicated, though, because when you're a partner, like, uh, yeah. It is. It is extremely complicated. And I, I think that, you know, that Nintendo should have talked to him first and worked it out with him. I understand what they did, and I, I it was probably meant to be a nice gesture, but I understand what, why Yuri was like, mm, hey, guys, like, you, oh, yeah. you, can't, you can't just go ahead and do that. You know, I need to be involved in that conversation, you I, know? I think what's tough about it for me is that I see it as... <clears throat> if I was in a, or I, I think that he's British, I can't remember where he's from, but if I was, say, say, say I'm me, I'm a Canadian magician. Mm-hmm. I'm, no, that's not me. But I, I'm a, say I'm a Canadian magician. Let's just start there. If a company, if I will, if I had succeeded enough that a company in Japan thought that my thing should be the inspiration for a psychic Pokemon mm-hmm. who's a magician, I personally, and, and this is because I'm a huge nerd. And, like, if Pokemon was, like, this David guy, we have this morning show news anchor Pokemon. Yeah. Named uh, Davweons. You know what I mean? Or Davweb or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I would be so honored by that. But here's the thing. Especially because it's four kids. And Yuri Geller. Here's the thing. Yuri Geller came out and said that the thing that changed his mind was that this is for kids. Yeah. And he was like, you know what? For 20 years, I've been upset about this, and it's not necessary. Yeah. It's, there, are, there are children who love this. I, give, I, I, I totally give in. And, and I, I think that Yuri Geller did a really impressive thing by what he said. Was like, I want you to make this because it is for children, and they love this. Yeah. And I'm going, instead of being upset about it, I'm going to be honored by it. And I'm going to, I'm going to call, he calls it the Yuri Geller Kadabra card, which I think is hilarious. Um, and, you know, I, I wouldn't mind if they put on the card at the bottom, like, inspired by real life magician Yuri Geller or well, but something. But that's the thing, is like, I think if you're going to do something like that, because I would also be extremely honored, but if I just saw it one day, and I didn't, oh, thank you for resubbing, Tommy. If I saw it one day, and I didn't know that this was happening, and mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second. That's me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I would be upset that I hadn't been, like, at least told, like, asked about it. You know, I think putting inspired by is, like, is a really nice gesture. But the least you can do is be like, hey, Yuri Geller, it's Nintendo. And we want to use your likeness, your thing, whatever it is, for such and such. And I don't think that that's a big ask. Yeah, I, I do think... I, I hear what you're saying. I think that, like, my perspective is so skewed because I... And, and partially it's because we live in this new economy, right? Yuri Geller comes from an older economy where, like, exposure doesn't lead to money. Yeah. Whereas now, I I want exposure because I know that in the modern economy, exposure leads to financial gain. Yeah. And, you totally. know, there's there, that, that system is not always great. Mm-hmm. Look at, you know, what it's done to the music industry. But yeah. it is the system that we have. Yeah. And so in my mind, I understand. It's, 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 it's complicated. I think it's complicated. And I think that like Yuri Geller is totally in the right to do what he did. Mm-hmm. But I'm also really glad that he's done what he's done now. Yeah. Um, and that Yun Geller, as is known in Japan, is uh, back in the card game. It's interesting to me that it was only the card game, though. That the, yeah, I don't know how that works. Kadabra's been in the games oh, yeah. the whole time. It's yeah. only in the card game that... He he only sued the card, which kind of does does you does Yuri Geller not know that Pokemon is a video game? Because I would love that if he like found if he found out that he sued about the cards, but yeah. that like Kadabra had been appearing in the television shows and the games this whole time, and he just didn't know. He's just like completely <laughs> oh, no. oblivious. Oh my god! What a what a oh god! What a thing to wake up to! Like, could you imagine after twenty years, you're like. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I've been appearing in the franchise that has made the most money for 20 years. Literally. Literally the franchise that has made the most money. Yeah. Harry Potter, no. Star Wars, not even close. Pokemon. Pokemon Pokemon is the highest grossing franchise of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Insanity. 
Oh, God. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I Here's the thing. I get it, but I think it's really awesome of him to relinquish that and let for the it kiddos. go. Yeah, yeah. You know, for the kids. For for the children. <laughs> Speaking of children, a new movie came out this weekend. Uh, it is a Monday, so it is time to talk about the box office. In any other year, that would be exciting. In this year, it's just sad. Um... The Croods wow. 2. Did you see the original Croods? I did. I think I saw a part of it. The original Croods came out a long time ago. Yeah, like um, I think it was like on once and I like kind of like watched little bits of it. I saw it on a date years ago. Oh. Yeah. Not a good date movie. No. If you're going to go on a date with someone, uh, with an attractive lady or an attractive man or an attractive non-binary person, don't take them to a kid's movie. It's not. It's hard to yeah. get hot and bothered to a kids movie, um, yeah. but I enjoyed the first Croods enough. It was fine. It was fun. I might have just been that I was, you know, on a date with someone I liked. But mm-hmm. um, the, the, the it, this is a good news, bad news story. Okay. Because the Croods won the weekend at the Chinese box office. Oh. Uh, pulled in nineteen point two million dollars in China. Okay. Which is not great. But considering the first Croods pulled $65 million in its entire run in China... Oh, wow. Uh, you know, a third of that, considering the market, obviously is down with uh, restricted attendance and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It, that, that's not the worst. It, it overperformed in the United States and Canada. Mm-hmm. Still not where, obviously, they want it to be. Yeah. But it did make $14 million in uh, the United States and Canada. Wow. Um, and so, you know, I'm doing all right. it is interesting, right? Because with the current wave of coronavirus that is just crushing the United States yeah. um, and the theater closures there, theaters are closed here in Toronto. Mm. This movie still managed to make, oh, uh, have an over $10 million opening for Thanksgiving yeah. weekend. Yeah. I mean, that's not bad. I'm kind of surprised. I, maybe it's because people just need new content. Yeah. I, what I'm concerned about mm-hmm. is that it's a family movie mm-hmm. that came out on this Thanksgiving and that people who traveled went to go see it in their hometown. Right. And I'm worried that this Thanksgiving, I'm really worried to see what the numbers from this Thanksgiving weekend. Are in two weeks? Yeah. 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 Especially considering coronavirus cases in North America are already so high. Yeah. I'm not as worried about Canada because it wasn't Thanksgiving here. Yeah. But uh, in the States, I am I'm nervous. And seeing these numbers, there's a part of me that's like, did these families like gather from multiple places and then be like, we need to get out of the house. We need to do something where we don't talk to each other. Let's all go to the movies together. Because that could be a dangerous proposition for, yeah. you know, everyone. <laughs> Yeah. So it's it's weird, right? Because it's like a good news, bad news story where like there is a movie that came out and it actually did kind of well. A fourteen million dollar opening isn't the worst thing in the world. Yeah, like that's not bad. Especially because they do have a VOD release just around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this is a very very short theatrical window for this movie. It's going to be on VOD very soon. It's a family movie on VOD, which we've seen do well all year long. Mm-hmm. People want new stuff for their kids. Um, but the bad news is this could be. A movie that did well in a way that is going to cause economic and emotional and physical harm to society. Yeah. Are theaters... I mean, they must be open in the U.S. because there's numbers. Mm-hmm. I guess it just depends where you are. And that's... Yeah, that's the scary thing. You've got you've got people from the big cities traveling home to their small towns for the yeah. holidays where the theaters are open. Yeah, that's a scary proposition. Especially since, like, theaters aren't open in the big cities. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah, they're not, you have to go to the small town. You have to bring your germs with you. Um, I, one of the, I had a lot of tough moments in New York, um, emotionally for me. Uh, I have not been back to the city that I call home since the beginning, of, since before the pandemic, yeah. since months before the pandemic. When I left New York in, uh, why I, like, I guess January was last time we were there. Or February 1st was the last time we were there for, like, a long time. That yeah, long yeah. About um, two hours we went to see. Really we went to my favorite restaurant that I used to work at for two and a half years. We went to see Harry Potter. Like, the city was alive. Yeah. Um, and I'm, you know what? I'm actually, like, very, very grateful for that experience before COVID happened because I'd never been to New York before. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice to be able to, to see it in its, like, prime, I guess. But uh, to see... Um, 
to see the movie theaters with no lights on was really, really strange for me. Yeah. Um, I drove by the, uh, the um, Harlem Theater on 125th Street, uh, which is a really, like, a really, like, a, a, a cornerstone of that community. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember seeing Black Panther in that theater on opening night, like, on Martin Luther King Boulevard. Like, like that, that theater is, like, the downtown of Harlem. And that was like, uh, it felt like a religious experience. Yeah. Uh, seen in that movie in that theater, it really, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and to see that theater with its lights off, which those lights never go off. Yeah. Maybe at like three o'clock in the morning, but yeah. Um, to see them off in the middle of the day, I just, it, it really, it was wild. Yeah. Um, and I didn't like it. <laughs> um, I didn't like it at all. And, uh, to know that like, but but having said that, like the fact that the cruise was able to make almost fifty million dollars in North America, mm-hmm. without L.A., without New York, without I think Chicago's theaters are closed, like without these big yeah. big hubs where the majority of the money is usually made, um, you know it does say good things about um, about you know the, the longevity of theaters. Yeah, like, and and the this, the this desire pandemic. to go see movies is still there. Yeah. I don't, I, I was never, like, worried that that would go away. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's a scary time for movie theaters right now, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I really, really, like, in my heart of hearts, deep down, I, 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 I believe that they're going to make it through. And, I, you know, this is a good sign. It's not a good sign for coronavirus numbers, for sure, no. which is the downside to this and a very scary side to this. But it is a good sign for theaters and I do really, really hope that that business sticks around. <laughs> I can't imagine not being able to, like, go to the movies. That's such, like, a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's one of my favorite things in the world. Yeah. Um, I, I can't imagine... I can't imagine life without it. Really, really, I can't. Because uh, I would go too much. Uh, I would go way, way, way too much. <laughs> um, Debatable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, um, uh, Kel Brito's brought up something interesting that we were going to talk about here at the end of the show. We have, we yeah, kind of have two. We kind of have two kind of sad stories at the end of the show here. But um, so sorry. Uh, Kel Brito's brings up that uh, Disney Marvel added a tribute montage of Chadwick Boseman to the beginning of the movie in honor of the actor's forty um, fourth. What would have been his forty fourth birthday yesterday? Um, and obviously, uh, we lost uh, Chadwick Boseman um, earlier in the year. August. Was that August? It was Aurelia's birthday. Yeah, August. Yeah. Um, in uh, what, what what came as a shock to people who didn't know him, obviously, like, uh, yeah. as we didn't. Uh, it was very surprising. Yeah. Um, but um, I watched that. I didn't uh, get to watch Black Panther. I actually, I watched it last night. I yeah. put it on while I was doing other things, um, and it was, it was really lovely. I think, I think what Marvel did um, was really special. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, it, it definitely, you know, paid tribute and honored him and what he's done for the franchise and just overall, um, I think it was a nice gesture. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, right? Because, um, when Stan Lee passed away, the, the opening credits at the beginning of, um, Captain Marvel mm-hmm. were, they did the same thing. Yeah. And I think that it says a lot about how much of an impact Chadwick Boseman had that they gave him the same treatment that they gave Stan Lee. Like, I I think that it really, it speaks to the respect Mm -hmm. and the love and adoration that people truly feel for Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. There, he, you know, I I think that he stepped onto the scene and became a king in a movie franchise Mm -hmm. in a way that felt, it felt like so much more than that. Yeah. Um, it, he really felt like so much more than just Black Panther. For sure. And, like, Black Panther was iconic and, mm-hmm. in a sense, revolutionary. Like, that movie made waves, and it's so good. You oh, know? it's, uh, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's an it's incredible great. piece of cinema, and, um, yeah, I think that that's, that, that, that was a really, really incredible way to honor him. Um, it was interesting. I, I, I know there's been a lot of talk about what are they going to do with Black Panther now. Mm-hmm. And I forgot that at the end of the movie, there's no more, like, flowers left. Mm-hmm. They were all burned. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have to deal with that. I'm sure in the comics it's resolved. 
I actually, I, I think they've already said how they're going to do that. Oh, really? Yeah, I think okay. they've already, I think they've, I think it's in a book. Um, or no, it might be, it's either in a companion book or a comic book. Um, but they've already said that Sh- uh, Shuri, yeah. who um, is um, his sister uh, yeah. and my favorite character in that movie. Yeah. I love Chadwick Boseman, but Shuri is... Amazing. I'm apparently she's going to have an expanded role in the sequel. She's going to be the Black Panther because in the comic books she becomes the Black Panther when, when, um, why can't I remember his character's name? Ooh. Chadwick Boseman. Ah! Oh, t- um. Oh, like his like. Yeah. Real like his name. He becomes T'Challa. Thank T'challa. you. Oh my God, T'Challa becomes the King of the Dead of the Necropolis, and he becomes the like underworld Black Panther. Um, <clears throat> in the world that is underneath of Wakanda. I love that I can remember that, but I can't remember T'Challa. Um, yeah. and so during that period, he's the Black Panther of, like, the underworld, and then Shuri is the Black Panther of Wakanda. Yeah. Uh, an homage to that would be nice to say that, like, I don't know. I would love to see, like, yeah. some homage to T'Challa being, like, present in this movie. Yeah. Um, I, they've said they're not going to have him digitally in the movie, which I appreciate, but I, I just want something. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. But um, Shuri in the... Maybe it's a comic or it's a book. Uh, has fa- found a way to synthesize the flower. Oh, gotcha. Uh, so that, that, that can go on. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, but Shuri, uh, she's going to be great. She's going to be a great Black Panther. I cannot wait yeah. to have Shuri as Black Panther... Um, Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, like this next round of Avengers is going to be so cool. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. And Ironheart, if they do the Ironheart TV show we talked about last week. Oh, And right. Shuri, I want to see those two young black genius women working together on something. Oh my God. Like that would be dope. Yeah. That would be that really, 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 really dope. Um, I, Doug the other says, I think it was said that Shuri in the MCU is the smartest person on earth. Yeah, Doug, I believe that is the case. Yeah, um, I mean, she's, yeah, she's, <clears throat> she's a smarty, <laughs> but like, I love it when a smart character has a person, has like a sense of humor that mm-hmm. isn't, um, cause there's so many smart characters who are funny because they are socially dumb. Yes. But Shuri wasn't that. Shuri mm-hmm. is just funny. Yeah. Like Shuri is like a ball busting, like whip smart, wise cracking. Yeah. Like genius lady friend. Yeah. She's. And. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love I love the way that she's portrayed and written and I, I Yeah. I can't wait to see more of that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really excited for her and I miss Chadwick Boseman. I'm uh he's got a new movie out on Netflix. I, I believe it's his last film. Um Ma Rainey, I think it's called, and I'm very excited to watch it. Yeah. People are saying his uh, performance in it is Titanic and Oscar worthy, so very excited to see his final film. Yeah. Um, uh, but I did say that there were two sad news stories, uh, and so we do, uh, I, I, I couldn't not talk about this today. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. We have lost one of, uh, another of the original Star Wars cast, uh, which, um, for some reason this is the hardest, I, and obviously it's because it's my favorite thing, but, um, every single member of the original Star Wars cast that we lose is really, really hard for me. Yeah. Uh, obviously, uh, Kenny Baker has passed away recently, Carrie Fisher, yeah. uh, Peter Mayhew. Uh, and now uh, we have lost um, David Prowse. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, because... It, it, Some people don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, David, that's fair. Uh, James Earl Jones is credited as Darth Vader. Uh, not in the original run of A New Hope, because uh, James Earl Jones did not want to be credited on the original Star Wars until after he realized... He thought it was going to be a train wreck. He agreed yeah. to do it, but was like, don't put my name on it. And then later they put his name on it because he was like, oh, this is very, very successful. You can put my name on this. Yeah. Um, David Prowse was the Darth Vader in the suit. Yeah. So uh, the physical actor on set, he was a large um, British actor who uh, was just an imposing force. He was a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. Um, He was a Green Cross man uh, who uh, is a character in the UK uh, that is like Smokey the Bear, like he teaches kids uh, how yeah. to behave. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was in the original uh, Clockwork Orange movie. Oh, nice. Which is where he was discovered by George Lucas, mm-hmm. and George Lucas from then uh, brought him into Star Wars, where he went on to be the physical actor in the Darth Vader suit mm-hmm. through episode six, uh, or four, or five, and six. Yeah. 
Um, he had a complicated relationship with Star Wars. Uh, it wasn't always love. Uh, there was definitely times when he... Um, <clears throat> he made it known that he was upset that he was voiced over um, by James Earl Jones. Um, yeah. But despite that, I think it was always a net positive. <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, it was a net positive. And um, it, when I was a kid, um, there was always this element of him that, like, most people didn't know about him. Th yeah. There was a time when being a Star Wars fan was about, um, like, there was a section of being a Star Wars fan that was knowing all these little things about Star Wars that other people didn't know. Yeah. Like, did, did, did you know like, about the stormtrooper that hit his head? Like, the, yeah. all of those little things. And um, knowing who David Prowse was, was like, it felt like a secret. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally um, get that. Like, you're on, you're on the in. Mm-hmm. And I just, I always, I, I liked that his name was David when I was a kid. I was like, there's a, there's a, there's a David in that suit. Yeah. Um, and I just, um, I, I loved this man. He, he was a charming, affable, large, titanic human who helped create one of the most iconic characters yeah. of all time. Truly. Um, and um, I just wanted to read uh, George Lucas's comment about him mm -hmm. because I, it was really sweet and touching. Uh, yeah. George Lucas, obviously the creator of Star Wars, said, uh, David brought a physicality to Darth Vader that was essential for the character. He made Vader leap off the page and onto the big screen. With an imposing stature and movement performance to match the intensity and undercurrent of Vader's presence. David was up for anything and contributed to the success of what would become a memorable, tragic figure. May he rest in peace. And I, I just think that that's a really sweet, wonderful tribute to a man who um, really created something and, and yeah. created something that changed the world, you know? Yeah. Um, Kale Burrito says, it's unfortunate George Lucas and David Prowse has an ongoing feud and Prowse was banned from Star Wars Celebration, which Disney honored. Uh, I hope you enjoyed patching things up for David Prowse. Yeah, I, I too hope that they patch things up. Yeah. Uh, it is, it, it, it's tough. Um, I, I do think Kale Burrito is that it is touching that... Uh, George Lucas wrote such a beautiful tribute to the man, mm -hmm. uh, considering they had a Rocky. epic <laughs> feud. Yeah. Okay. Um, so it's gonna, but yeah. Well, we could we could downplay it, but, but it the was, reality was it was um, <clears throat> momentous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David Prowse was not allowed to go to Star Wars Celebration, um, even after Disney bought it, uh, because he uh, could get a little. He he, he 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 spoke his mind. Yeah. In a way that wasn't always uh, in the best interest of the franchise. Right. Uh, or, you know, the people he worked with. Yeah. Um, which which is is complicated. Like, he, he was a complicated figure. Yeah. But he he created uh, this, this... He helped create this thing that is... It's truly iconic. I, there, there are places in the world where I don't think they have screens to watch movies on where they know what Darth Vader looks like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's, like, such a, like, cultural... It's a cultural image yeah. that far surpasses the reach of the movies. Yeah, for sure. And I just... Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a tragedy that we lost him. And yeah. um, I, I wish the best for his family and his friends and the people who knew him. And, um, you know, it's... He will never be forgotten. Yeah. Tr oh, truly. Yeah. Um, yeah. He has a legacy that is going to last forever. Yeah, truly. Yeah. True Lee. David Prowse, rest in peace, dude. Thank you for everything. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, that's the majority of our show, y'all. And that's the news. And that's the news. Do you want to try <laughs> improving the news again tomorrow? Or is that going to be a daily segment? No, I don't think it should be a daily thing. <clears throat> because, like, I only get, like, one or two funny quips, like, a week. So we can only do, like, once or twice. <laughs> I'm only funny every other day. Yeah, that's that's how it Y'all, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. I ambush the fishies. Is that, I believe, was your name? Uh, I, I, I fishies, I don't remember. Um, uh, thank you so much for the raid. Uh, that was really, really fun. Yeah. Um, Y'all, uh, I'm not streaming today. Uh, I hope that's okay. I'm so sorry. David needs to recover. David needs to recover. Um, but I will be streaming today. Yeah. Um, some more Skyrim. That'll be this afternoon. Um, I had I forgot to put a schedule. Sorry, guys. But I'm going to be starting around like 2 or 3 o'clock. Okay. 
Um, yeah, some Skyrim. Yeah, and then I will be uh, streaming. I'll be back on tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to be playing. I'll I'll put out a schedule today. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll put out our schedules. <laughs> and uh, if you want to come back for some special streams, there will be a Ned Flanders game stream at some point this week. Stay tuned to social media for that. Mm -hmm. And on Wednesday, I will not be here because Claris will be joined on the couch by Ron Burgundy himself. Um, so that's going to be very exciting. Stay tuned. Uh, for uh, we might we might have some promo images and stuff for Ron Burgundy's appearance coming up uh, in the next couple of days. Um, so oh, yeah, boy. make sure you're here Wednesday morning for the classiest day. Thank you for that, Doug Riolu, with Ron Burgundy on the morning show for an hour. Oh boy! I really Can't here's wait. the thing. Here's the thing. I just hope he doesn't say anything that is like too inappropriate because the man can be slightly vulgar. And he's a bit of a sexist. So, um, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, we're... Great. The things we do for you, Movember. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, it's in the name of charity, you know? Uh, Sex Monkey asked if I should really let Ron Burgundy share a couch with your wife. I don't know, Sex Monkey. I really don't. But we're, we're gonna see. Great. I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed and hope for the best. Um... And just, just because we are in a very strict quarantine, I want to, I just, I do want to say to the Canadian government, we are not breaking that quarantine for this. Just, just for legal reasons, I want to yeah. make it very clear. For legal reasons, please do not sue us for a million dollars. Each. Um, yeah. <laughs> Y'all, thank you so much for being here. This has been another lovely edition of the Nightly Morning Show. Do you have anything else you want to add? No. no. All right. Uh, my name's David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. Do something nerdy tonight. <laughs> Bye, Bye, guys. Bye.